Welcome to Inside the Mind. My name is Drew Fitzgerald, here to bring you coverage of all things Charlotte 49ers. Well, we're in for a treat, Niner fans. Biff Pogey has announced Charlotte's spring game will be Saturday, April 22nd at 7 p.m. The game will take place shortly after Charlotte's baseball game against the UAB Blazers lets out, so let's be there and be square. This will be the debut of our new team. Charlotte football has continued to put its foot on the gas amid the spring recruiting season. The Niners have landed a former four-star quarterback and have their motives locked on attaining five-star talent. The new QB for the Niners is no other than Jalen Jones, a transfer from Bethune-Cookman with a former playing career at Jackson State and the University of Florida. Jones won a championship with St. Francis Academy in 2017 after a fairy tale season, throwing over a thousand yards and helping the team earn the number four rank in the USA Today's top 25 polls. After the season, Jones would transfer back to Henrico High School in his hometown of Richmond, Virginia. In his 2022 campaign at Bethune-Cookman, Jones rushed for 574 yards and five touchdowns. He passed for 2,275 yards, 14 touchdowns, and had seven interceptions with a 59% completion rate. These stats are not too shabby given the fact that the Wildcats finished the season. Pogey appears to be reaching into the Michigan Wolverines pot to pull out his transfers. Many sources speculated that outside linebacker Julius Welshoff, a fifth year from Bavaria, Germany, would make his decision to follow Pogey to Charlotte. Welshoff is a three-star prospect who played professional football in Germany for the Munich Cowboys. I don't know how culturally relevant that name is in Germany, but despite the fact, Welshoff appeared in 36 games for Michigan, making his start mainly on special teams. He hasn't officially committed and signed to the university, but he did tag Charlotte Football in his Instagram bio, which we know makes everything official mainly middle school relationships. The Niners are also eyeing Michigan defensive end Iyabi Oki. Oki is a former five-star who committed to Alabama. He would then travel to Tennessee Martin, then to Houston before his final stop at Michigan. Oki is a former alum of St. Francis Academy, so Pogey's hire seems like a likely motivation for his decision. Charlotte has continued to apply pressure locally, offering the number one prospect in the class of 2025, David Sanders Jr., Sanders is an offensive lineman for Providence Day School in Charlotte. He's a two-times max prep All-American and has virtually every college offer. This is a recruit to watch for the future. If Charlotte continues to surpass expectations in the next two years, they could reach the top of his list. Charlotte has continued to bolster their secondary with a new staff hire at safeties coach. Justin Sanders hails from Texas Southern University, who led the SWAC in 2022 with 17 interceptions, four of which returned for a touchdown. Before arriving at TSU, Sanders coached at Netflix's Last Chance U's East Mississippi Community College. Sanders contributed to two back-to-back national championships and three state championships in his tenure, and in 2018 had the number one scoring defense in the country. Sanders has much more to his resume as a coach and a player, Regardless, I'm sure the Niners are happy to have him to reconstruct their secondary. Charlotte has also made the move to hire Jonathan Jacobson as assistant head coach and senior advisor to Biff Pogey. This was a unique hire for the Niners, not only in the realm of football, but in the realm of business. Jacobson has a remarkable 30-year career in investing. 
His experience includes investing almost $10 billion on behalf of university endowments, foundations, and pension funds at Highfields Capital Management, a firm he co-founded. Jacobson and his wife Joanna are co-trustees of the 1-8 Foundation, where they primarily focus on grant-making for equitable access to technology for students. Pogey and Jacobson have been close friends for over 50 years, as they were teammates in their high school days at the Gilman School in Baltimore, Maryland. With this hire, we could see future NIL revolutions at UNC Charlotte and more advancements on Charlotte's evergreen project to enhance athletic infrastructure on campus. Virtually everything off the field could be impacted by Jacobson's hire, so we'll have to see what him and Pogey cook up for the future. Speaking of cooking, Biff Pogey's been serving some beef to App State football. The Mountaineers wide receivers coach Lawrence Dawsey posted an infographic on Twitter branded black and gold with the caption, Queen City Takeover. Pogey responded in all caps with, quote, Hardly, you ain't even in the same neighborhood, end quote. While fans of both teams battled over the jab, it's refreshing to see the swagger that Pogey intends to bring to the program. The Niners are 0-3 in the Battle of the Beards, so when they meet in 2026, it'll be highly anticipated by Charlotte and App State fans. Amongst all these coaches and recruits joining the program, the 49ers redshirt freshman linebacker DJ Brown has announced that he will be transferring from Charlotte. He played in seven games and had five total tackles as a part of the program. In other news, Charlotte basketball had a two-game home stint against the universities of Texas San Antonio and El Paso. Despite at least winning one game, the Niners faced heavy criticism for their lack of consistency. In the first contest on Saturday, Charlotte capitalized off the UTSA Roadrunners, scoring 16 points off 15 turnovers. Jackson Threadgill, Igor Milicic, and Ali Khalifa showed a commanding presence on offense, scoring in the double figures. The two teams got a little chippy during the contest, and the crowd got into it. Bouncing students in hot dog suits and booing during Josh Farmer's possessions rattled the runners. The Niners, for the most part, kept a double-digit lead and sustained it towards the end with trap defense. The Niners were able to walk out of Halton with a win, 72-54. But the problems came Monday. And at first against UTEP, the Niners looked like their regular selves. They blew the game open, starting out with a 13-point lead. The Niners then started nailing their first four threes and followed it by missing their next four. The Niners limped to the half down 33-27 to with 10, that's right, 10 turnovers to show for it. After the half, the Niners were perpetually digging themselves out of the hole they created, then jumping back into it. Their big break didn't come until they were down 9 and UTEP managed to commit 4 fouls in one Charlotte possession. El Paso let up on the gas and with a monster jam by Isaiah Folks. The Niners were now back in this thing with only five minutes to go. Charlotte laid many bricks, enough to build several mansions leading down to the final moments of the game. Bryce Williams looked forlorn, missing shots left and right, as if someone had inserted a chunk of kryptonite into the ball. Down two with less than 40 seconds left, Jackson Threadgill forced the Niners to commit a turnover. But once Charlotte got the ball... It was like the team had planned to lose all along. Like cavemen who had just discovered gravity, the team chucked up jumper after jumper after jumper, all clanking off the goal. What was so perplexing was why Coach Sanchez had not called a play that involved driving towards the hoop. Finally, a UTEP player snagged the ball, and he was fouled. With a miss at the line, the Niners had one final attempt at redemption. 
Lakai Patterson heaved a half-court shot, which slapped off the glass. A final gut punch to the fans in attendance, ending the Niners' undefeated season record in Halton. Here's what Coach Ron Sanchez had to say about the contest. No, you know, we had so much time, and we told him in the timeout, you know, hey, let's... If we get it back, let's just go downhill. You know, let's see if we can force the officials to make a play or maybe get it to the free throw line. Or, um, but they created, I mean, really good looks. You just, you know, in that moment, if anybody's ever been there, it's not, it's not as slow as we see it. You know, for them, it's, you know, in 10 seconds, goes by a lot quicker to them in their minds than in that moment. You have to be there to embrace it and, and to understand it. And, you know, we'll... Hopefully we'll be there again at some point, and uh, this provides the experience that we need in order to uh, approach it just a little better. As the Niners face Middle Tennessee on the road this Wednesday, the question remains, so what now? The Niners now reside in the middle of the pack with UAB, who has found themselves on the rough end of a three-game skid in the Conference USA. Florida Atlantic now reigns over the conference and sit at number 24 in the nation. The Niners need this win against the Blue Raiders, but most importantly, they need players like Igor Milicic and Bryce Williams to wake up. In the home series, the two players only showed flashes of their offensive brilliance, but couldn't remain consistent. We'll see what the Niners can do on the road, as they aren't back in the 704 till February. Lastly, I just wanted to take the moment to give the podcast thoughts and prayers to Niner Sports Medicine staff member Eric Garcia. Several members of Eric's family were killed in a motor vehicle accident last week. I will link Eric's GoFundMe for the funeral cost in the description below. Feel free to check it out when you get the time and donate. The Niner family is behind you, Eric. Thanks for listening to Inside the Mind. Hit that follow button to stay updated on all things Niner Nation. You can find me on Twitter at InsideTheMind49 and on Instagram at Drew underscore Fitzgerald. As always, picks up and roll Niners. Niners.